Hi, my name is Ellie, and welcome back to another episode of In the Highs, In the Lows. I am so glad you're here and listening to this episode where we can explore God's Word together. I really hope you also crack open that Bible so we can read through the scripture together, unless, of course, you're driving. Then do it once you get there. Enjoy! Jacobs the second. That was really extra. Yeah, Are you actually the second? I am. I'm named after my great uncle. Oh. And I He was also, a professor. Yes. Oh. My this uncle, is Dana Jacobs, by the way. Dana the wife. Lee Jacobs. <laughs> the first. Now <clears throat> this is important to understand the context of my life. Okay. My uncle, my great uncle, was a math, no, science, I don't know, he was a professor awesome. of some, uh, some discipline. Okay. Some discipline. <laughs> okay. We have no idea. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. But uh, here's what's important to know. Uh, actually, when I first, when we came back here um, 10 years ago, I had to get my, uh, what was that, uh, birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, to go to the DMV. To go to the DMV. To change you. our address. Thank you for helping me with the words. And <laughs> they brought it back to me and said, here you go. Here it is. And just so you know, your name was amended from William David Jacobs to William Donald Jacobs II when, he was when you two were two. Years old. Whoa, that's so pretty late. So my world view up. Because you thought your middle name was David this whole time? No, no I thought my middle name was oh. Donald. It, which it, it is, is now. The, it is oh, now. Because okay. they changed it And they're it like, from. did you know that your name changed? It was changed. So and for we're two like, no. years, my first two years of life, it's, I was a William <laughs> David. So, so he immediately called his parents because he's like, I've yes. got, like, I've got to will, know what Here's what I'm happened. upset about. Who could I have been as, as William, William David, David yeah. Jacobs? Think about that. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I'm very bitter about it. My <laughs> parents <laughs> and I have not spoken in years. No. And Isn't your... He's Your an elder. Go, yeah, okay, yeah. that's what I thought. I was but like, that's all right. <laughs> okay. I'm cordial you know, at church. You don't speak to him even though he's the elder? <laughs> no. That's all right past him. Oh, okay. You just got to stare I, I look at him and I go, can I help you? My name is William David Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> the first. Why don't you just change it back? Nah. Do you want to hear what that reminds me of? <laughs> what? Um, there's this episode of Zach and Cody, The Sweet Life, on uh, just The Sweet Life in general, where they're twin was brothers. Nickel- was that on Nickelodeon? No, it was on Disney. I wasn't allowed to watch Nickelodeon. Uh, this show's old and I as well, but um, it was they got their birth certificates mixed up and they were like, what if I'm Zach and you're Cody? Because they're twin brother, identical twin brothers. Oh. But it's like, that wouldn't change who they are at all. It doesn't yeah. change their name. That doesn't change their personalities and that just reminded me of that. I was only allowed to watch PBS and The Wishbone and stuff. I watched Disney, but I, I was not allowed to watch Wishbone. You know, PBS had Wishbone? What was the other I one? I don't know Wishbone. Magic School Bus. Magic School Bus? I know Magic, I've never heard of Wishbone, but I know Magic School Bus. You know Arthur? Um, like the little... You know, I actually don't know what animal they are. Oh, and the friendly bear guy. What was that one? Bear two bears? Little, little bear. <laughs> anyway. No, anyway, so I'm glad to be here. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, normally I ask for a fun fact, but we got one from Will. So, Dana, do the fun fact. Oh, no, that's, fun that's fact. not the one okay. I would have used. <laughs> so, uh, 
A lot of people don't know this about me, but I was a fast pitcher in softball. Oh, fancy. Yeah. She throws them to me sometimes. Oh, okay. It's real romantic. Okay. I actually played every position, but uh, oh, pitcher was my, my favorite. Look at you. I played every position. I had to go, listen, I had to go through a lot of pitching camps to you had to earn it. Oh, you man. earned it. It was a lot of dedication. What about but, you? What's one fun fact about you? Um, Am I allowed to ask a question? Oh, wait, I mean, you podcast. can. It's, I'll get you are a better podcaster because you've done 50 and I've done none. That, that was a callback to before I pressed record because I said that. Um, and also, you have done some. We were just on your podcast five minutes but ago. But it's not mine. It's McGuire's. Uh, well, it's for your church, though. <laughs> um, Jesus McGuire, you're allowed to talk. We have a mime here. McGuire's here, but he's a mime. He just pointed to Jesus. I told him he's allowed to talk, and he shook his head no. (laughs) He just doesn't want to steal our thunder. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, Excited to be here. Yeah. Oh, my. You know, this is the first podcast I've ever been invited to like be a part of. That's really cool. Welcome. Did you? Or or really sad. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. What? What, what happened? I said this is the first podcast I've ever been invited to come to. Oh, yeah. Um, well, my fun fact is that I've sprained my ankles nine times in the past <laughs> year and a half. So, like, when I walked into church with a boot on, like, two weeks ago, first of all, your son Nathan ran up to me and he was like, my dad's going to want to hear about that. That's the first, that was the first thing he said? He knows <laughs> me very well. That's the first time I've what, ever talked to and him, what was too. And what was the first thing I asked? I don't remember. I asked that, what was that? What oh, your foot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what pretty much everyone asked. Yeah. <laughs> No, but that was the ninth time, and I'm awaiting surgery on that ankle, and I already had surgery on the other one, so. What's wrong? Mm. Do you, like, I have a torn ligament. But are your ankle? Do your ankles just not agree? Um, do they, well, just, do I, they decide we don't they like, like you? No. Yeah, I, maybe. I tore a ligament, and then they just kept every time. You so. should talk to your ankles. I don't think they'll respond. They're lacking mouths and ears, actually, as well. So, mm. I don't know how it's going to go down. Okay, well, we've wasted six minutes of our time. <laughs> Would you like to get into the scripture now? I love sure. To. I think that's my favorite <laughs> talk about. Sorry, McGuire is. Actually, he's kind of just sitting here. That's but great. Will's like dying Let's do it. About it. Let's do it. Well, it's Europe. Yeah. This is your scripture. You yep. chose it, so. <laughs> He chose Luke 21, everybody. Luke 21. I have to get you back on track. I got you. I'm ADD, everyone. Uh, so, Luke 21. Mm-hmm. I love this story, but I think a lot of people misunderstand the story. Ellie, I'm bringing a controversial interpretation to your text of scripture. What what story? You haven't told me the story the yet. The widow's might, or some call the widow's offering. When the she gave everything a... she had. Yeah, so mm-hmm. let me just read it. Let me yeah, just read it. awesome. Here it it's is. It's pretty long. So. It's four verses. <laughs> Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box. And he saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. And he said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Now, what's interesting is if you listen to a sermon on this text, or if you go to most of the commentaries, most everybody will make some particular applications about this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually it, the applications or the lesson learned from the story is that this poor widow is an example of someone who gave all they had 
someone who gave abundantly to the Lord or mm-hmm. someone who sacrificed their entire life for the Lord. And so mm-hmm. you, likewise, should give all you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and okay, fine. Um, but the question is, is that what the story is about? And I would argue and push against that and say, I don't think that's what the story is about at all. In fact, I would argue that I don't think the Bible ever teaches that a little poor widow should give up her last two small coins and not have anything. And actually, if you read the Bible, it's like, we should probably help this little poor widow and probably give her two more coins, Mm -hmm. right? It seems like the synagogue and the system therein had become abused and so much so that this woman caught up in the system gave up all she had. Now, the, the reason I say that is because when you, those little four verses we read, nowhere in the story does it ever say that Jesus commends this woman. He just states a matter of fact. He says, I tell you, a poor widow has put in more than all of them. Okay, why? Because she gave everything. For they all contributed out of their abundance, the Pharisees, Sadducees, or anybody else. But she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Period. In the story. Now, if Jesus would have said, and you likewise should give abundantly like she did, or, you know, she is an example of, of godly giving or something like that, we would have something to rest on. Mm-hmm. But is there any other evidence that would, uh, that would move me to think that this story isn't about proper giving? There is. And let me show you. The two paragraphs prior, uh, the paragraph prior and the one that comes right after it, bookends this story in the middle. So the question you have to read when you're reading Luke is, why is this story in here? Look, so look at it. The paragraph before says this, Hearing all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, and the best seats in the synagogues, and the place, places of honor at feasts, watch this, who devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers, they will receive the greater condemnation. That little paragraph tells us that the religious leaders and the scribes and the Pharisees in that system were greedy, horrible, hypocritical religious leaders. Fast forward through the widow offering story, you come to verse 5. And while some were speaking of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, bought, by the way, by people like this little widow, Mm -hmm. he said, as for these things you see, the days will come when not one stone upon another will not be thrown down. The destruction Mm -hmm. of the temple. Mm -hmm. So my argument is that this little story thrown in the middle of these two descriptions of really a rebuke against the religious system who abused widows is that this is an example of one such widow. Well, their their religious showy deeds do not cancel their sin. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It actually exposes their sin. Mm-hmm. And so his description of this poor widow giving it all is actually an indictment on the religious system of the day as they abused and mistreated the people, the Jewish community, and Jesus came not to... Well, Jesus is always out to to expose someone's true heart. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what he's all about, is your heart. And so um, he's exposing the the wicked heart of the religious leaders and their selfishness and, um, you know, craftiness and their uncaring and exploitation. Mm -hmm. Is that the word you used? Um, and then with the widow, yeah, it's, I can see that her heart was that she, and by the way, I just wanted to point out that in the temple, these treasury boxes 
where um, there were um, seven boxes in which worshipers could deposit their temple tax and six boxes for free will offerings like the one this woman gave. So this isn't temple tax. This is a free will offering. Um, and um, so, but it was a kind of a public giving, you know, it's out in the open. It's not like this private thing. And um, the religious leaders would go in and be all showy about well, it. Like, look what I'm giving. Yeah. And, you and know, it's, it's funny too, because that would make a, long, a, lot of, a lot of noise. The coins would hit mm-hmm. these little... They look like trumpets, by the way. So, in the similar amount, Jesus talks about the Pharisees who blow their trumpets when they give. Right. Well, the, the the coin slots would look like trumpets. The coins would hit them and make this long, long noise, and that was kind of like this signifying, "Hey, look at me!" And the more coins you'd hear bang in that little tin mm. uh, box, they'd go, "Wow, that person's a really." And the Pharisees Wealthy. loved to do yeah. that. They would ring their trumpets loud. Look at how much I give. Look how much I give. And Jesus says, "When you give, don't let you know. Let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You know, give in secret. Your Father in heaven will reward you in secret." Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I, so I think this is helpful. In other words, this is a, an alternative um, interpretation that says, hey, um, we need to be, uh, look at the context. It's not really about giving. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's this also is helpful. super deceiving because if they're making this really showy display of giving and yet they're in these extravagant robes and like obviously wealthy, it's almost like they're trying to hide. Their extravagance mm. by saying, no, look, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it says, yeah, and it says, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes, mm-hmm. love greetings in the marketplace, the best seat in the synagogues, places of honor of feast, mm-hmm. and they devour widows' houses. And for the pretenders make long prayers, they will receive What do you think that means, devour widows' houses? Oh. Just tax them high. Yeah, I think they yeah they they destroy them by their taxation, mm-hmm. by their exploitation, mm-hmm. by their abuse of their wealth on the poor, um, in sake of the uh, uh, in sake of religious commands that mm-hmm. were traditions of men. Yeah. In fact, Jesus um, condemned the religious leaders back in the, in the Gospel of Matthew because they, uh, they 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 would tax and steal from their own family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they wouldn't. The problem is they were hypocritical. They wouldn't give like others would give anyway. So uh, it was all a show for them. It was all hypocritical. And uh, because of that, that hip- hypocrisy, Jesus says, "Listen, there's going to be a time when this temple's destroyed." Now, are you suggesting that this passage has nothing to say to us about generous giving and um, and uh, uh, you know giving out of out yes. of your wealth and I'm sacrificial saying, giving. Yes, I'm saying the exact same thing. I'm saying this passage has nothing to do about telling us how to give. Now, there's passages that say we're to give, but I don't know any passage that says give all of your money away and have nothing. Jesus says, the Son of Man doesn't know where he's going to lay his head. Mm-hmm. Trust him. But where in the Bible does it say give every every penny away and don't that's unwise but he honestly I mean he's obviously honoring her in this passage is he he says I tell you the poor widow has put in more than all of them that's true he gave he does use that poor like well she is poor well it's almost like this this poor woman because of your exploitation yeah I think he I think he I think here's what I think I think he looked at this poor widow and she threw it I think he got mad yeah I think he got angry. I thought, I think he said, "You should have those back." Basically, I think, I think, yeah, I think he said, "You're dying. You're 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 bought into a system that's just killing you, 
they've exploited you. And that is not the way of That the almost story. has this like Robin Hood feel to it where Jesus wanted to take it all out and, and, and give it. Well, I, de- it I definitely it. think so. I think the poor widow is really not even the highlight of the story as much as the Pharisees and the religious leaders are the, he, the ones he's condemning through this story. Mm-hmm. And so what's the lesson to be learned? Um, be, be generous. Um, don't be hypocritical. Don't seek approval of men. Um, seek to uphold the law, where Jesus says on, to have mercy is better than sacrifice. Right? Obey mm-hmm. is better than sacrifice. Have mercy, compassion, justice for the poor and widow. Right? That's the less. I mean, that's what the biblical mandate is. I mean, if you go to James, for example, uh, if I can get there quickly enough, um, people always say I don't worship a religion. I have a relationship. I always like to tell people, well, um, then take your Bible. And uh, go to James, verse 26 of chapter 1. If anyone thinks he is religious, here's the word, and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person is religious and worthless. Religion that is pure. There it is. I want pure religion mm-hmm. and undefiled before God. The Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. That's pure religion. Mm-hmm. And so the Pharisees... Um, now, I'm going to push back a little bit on verse 4. Everyone, my wife, is pushing back on Ellie's <laughs> Highs and Lows podcast. Um, and, I'm, I'm sat here while you talk, so none of it's getting pushed off on me. No, so. no I don't think she's pushing back on I'm your I'm pushing podcast. back oh, okay. on you. Yeah, she's pushing on, on verse me, four. on your podcast. Okay. Because just, Jesus said... Make a note of that. Jesus <laughs> says in verse 4, all these people gave their gifts out of their wealth. Yeah, they, they did, out of their, out of their um, excess. But she, out of her poverty, gave out of her poverty, put in all she had she to live Gave on. it all. That's all he says. But, okay, no one is, is pointing her out. Like, it's not like the Pharisees are pointing her out and condemning her no, for putting so, in the two I never So I never said he condemned her either. He doesn't condemn her, nor does he praise her. It's just a fact. She gave everything she had. That's all I'm saying. It's just a fact. But right before that, he's like, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put in more than all the others. More. And that's just because of her heart status. No, it's because she gave in more because that's all she had. Okay. She gave more gotcha. to them because she gave 100%. They gave 20%. Mm-hmm. So it's not about it's not about how much it's about it's about percentage. So you don't you don't In other think words, that okay the Pharisee had a, a, a hundred a hundred a thousand dollars and they gave a hundred. Mm-hmm. That would that's a lot of money. That's more than she gave, right? But she gave everything. I hear you. I'm just saying. Well, let like, the can, listeners. <laughs> can we not learn that we should give everything? Like out? No, not everything, but. Outside of convenience or safety, that, like sometimes, like we can approach offering, like, okay, I've been blessed abundantly, and here is this gift, and it's substantial. I would agree, right? with, and I would agree with that, but that's not what this text says. It didn't say she gave a, an abundance. <laughs> Go ahead, Ellie. <laughs> it says she gave every. Interrupt. You have thing. to just interrupt it. It's your podcast. Um, it is my podcast. Take oh, it over. I, I didn't want to be rude. Um, no, you can be rude. Okay. In Christian love. I'm also going to push back a little bit. Matthew 19, 21. Jesus said to him, If you be perfect, go sell what you sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and come follow me. Right. Mm, Absolutely. And I only stuttered over that a little bit. So. I totally agree with that. And I thought <laughs> about that passage too. So, and, and if you look at the context of that mm-hmm. story, we, we have to ask ourselves okay, first of all, is the lesson there in Matthew 19 
For every for, single person. I mean, we have to assume. Okay, so is, is the lesson... So, okay, so let me ask you, Ellie. Have you sold everything you have? Um, no. Okay, <laughs> so are you disobedient to that passage? Also, no. Okay. Or at least I wouldn't think so. Right. Why? Because you're using your brain to say, this is obviously not the point of that text. It's not to take it so, so literal that you're... To give. Mm-hmm. First of all, he says, sell what you have and give to the poor. Mm-hmm. And come follow me. Why is he doing that? Because he's, he's hitting the heart of this guy's problem. Mm-hmm. He loves his stuff more than he loves his Jesus. Like Jesus was just exposing his heart. Right. Exactly. But that's not... The, that And that context is helpful too. That is not the context you have. In the, that's my argument here in the widow's offering. You don't have any of that context. You just have a fact. And then, and, the, and then you'd have to make sense of my argument about the context. Right before, you have these Pharisees devouring the widow's houses and this description of them. Right after that, he's going to destroy the temple. And then in the, in the middle, you've got this... That's, that's I think, strengthens the argument. And, and I'd have to have... You, If you pull that widow offering story out and just set it down, okay, maybe we can make some wiggle room for that. But in the... Like, why here? Jesus why is that? conquering a sin problem in, but, in both of those stories because yeah. that the rich man like sell everything he he's exposing his his sin struggle mm-hmm. which is his possessions his you know um worldly desires and in this this story we have the the teachers of the law the pharisees their sin problem yes and i thought you were going to say the widow's mm-hmm. sin problem but see that's where i think and i'm glad you didn't because that's where i, I don't even though the story highlights this widow i don't mm-hmm. think it's about the widow right mm-hmm. i think the widow is a illustration mm-hmm. of the Pharisees abuse mm-hmm. that they had turned the whole guys they had turned the whole religious system the temple that was supposed to be a light to the nations and to, the, the, a, 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 a place of, uh, of refuge no he's definitely honoring her heart more than her gift because yeah it's not the gift that's going to make the significance I, well, it's her heart I don't think the widow is getting honored or dishonored I think it's sad. I think this widow is in the system, and she is giving her last two copper coins to a, a system that's about to be blown up by God. So you don't think that that made God happy at all? I think it made. I think he's mad. I think he's because he just says, um, you, "Look, he tells that story, and then he says, you know what? Not one stone of this temple is going to be left.'" So okay, let I'm me push blow back. This place let me up. push back a little bit more because in other <laughs> passages throughout Scripture, on giving. Um, you know, there are other passages when it talks about, um, uh, where is it in, is it Micah that talks about test, your, test the Lord, your God, see if I don't rain down blessings mm-hmm. through your generous giving. Yeah. Um, but even there, it's not give me everything you own. That's not pre Proverbs. That's not wise. Be a good but steward. is this a faith? Because Jesus had this way of highlighting big faith moves, mm-hmm. right? And so was this a big faith move of hers to drop this? These two coins, everything she had with the faith that God's going to take care of me. So I think that could be valid if the context gave some validity to it. So my point here is, verses 1 through 4 of 21 only give a description of a fact. It doesn't give us condemnation nor nor honor at all. It just says she gave all she had. Here's this widow, period. Now, if the context was... If there was something in the context flow that kind of would move us to say, okay, this is about giving or generosity or or big faith or something like that, then okay. But the context is surrounded by this indictment on the religious system. That's why I think Mm -hmm. the story of the widow 
Now, the Bible does teach all of this. Was it Malachi or Micah? It was Malachi chapter 3. Malachi, I said. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's my suggested interpretation. Mm -hmm. And I have loved this gracious feedback. It's really good. I I think it's great. That's how we we kind of wrestle with the text. But um, there are are some that I've I've heard hold this view uh, as well. Um, something unique to me, but when I when I've read some of the sources, on what do you think, story, Ellie? What do you have Does you heard? Have you, you? have you heard that before, or have you had you heard the story before and just thought this was about generous giving, or have you just not heard that story at all before? No, I've heard the story before. I grew up in private school, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a shock. Me too. It's not a I shock. Grew, I, I, grew, I graduated. That's not a shock. I graduated either. from a private school. I was listen. Are you ready for this? I was, I was Mr. CCA. Coastal Christian Academy. Oh, Mrs. I don't know CCA. if you're bragging about that. I'm, I'm not, not, but here's the deal. It was three that I graduated with, and the other two were girls. But okay. I, I was Mr. CCA. Thank goodness. I was I the only somebody else would get that title. I was the only guy. Uh, they gave me like a plastic cup. My, my school is bigger than that. What do you think your high school name. reunion would be like? It would be me and two other girls. <laughs> uh, and possibly their husbands now. Huh. Possibly. possibly. I don't know. I don't know where that. You're not close to them. No. Oh. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Anyway. No. So what do you think? Um. Not convinced. And if you're not, what would make you not? Convinced? So how would you argue in the text that it's about proper giving, mm-hmm. based on the light? What I what I've said. I, so what? Any good evidence on maybe that would kind of refute what I have shown here in the text? So I'm not 100 percent sure of my opinion. I think it could easily go either way. I think that um. Giving is a really important thing, and I think that um, something I took from this passage is that um, both the rich and the poor are giving, which means there's no excuse for me not to be giving. Um, I am a broke college student, and currently I have no money. Um, but if I get money, um, like even like $5, there's no reason that I shouldn't be giving 10% of that, so like 50 cents. There's no excuses for me to not be giving, Absolutely. except for like literally not having money, which is currently the state I'm in. So. You'd be like a poor widow. Yeah, yeah. So you should give two months. I, I might should, have a couple. Maybe Jesus is telling. Maybe Jesus is saying, "Hey, you got something. You got yeah. items. You should give those away." Yeah. See, I don't think that's the point. See, I. It might not be the point, I, but I, I think that Scripture is so so cool in this way that there's, that there's so much to unpack. This is true. So I would say everything you said. See, I wouldn't disagree with anything you just said. Good. This is my podcast. It's true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, that's true. That's true. However, I would just, and this is, I think, a helpful rule of interpretation. I would say, all I'm saying is, amen to all of that. So, so there's a book called How Read the Bible for All It's Worth by Gordon V. He says, sometimes he says, writes, and I had a professor say this too, write message, wrong text. Mm-hmm. Okay, what he meant by that is, everything you said is true, it's just wrong. ain't in there. It ain't in this text. Mm-hmm. So we can preach wrong points out of a text, even though the points may be true, biblically speaking. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying I, I wouldn't go to this text to talk about giving is all I'm saying. I'd just go to other texts to talk about giving, like Matthew 19. Mm-hmm. It would be a great place to talk about abandoning all of your loves and desires and idols and following and giving everything to Jesus. Like, I've, like I give my life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then he then in turn says, now take everything you have and use it for my glory. I think that's the point of the story. But here, I think it's an indictment on the religious system, and uh, we need to be aware of uh, people using their power to abuse mm-hmm. their sheep. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I would say. I was going to say one good thing about your point, or one um, 
Just one good uh, thing about your book. That's okay. Not, if, I can get, if I can get one, I'm happy. <laughs> That's more than none. I'm, I'm happy. Let's just uh, one. one, I guess, thing on your side, what's going for you? Okay, tell me what's going Is uh, why here? Like, why put an excerpt on giving in the middle of all this? That's a very True. good question. The only thing that, That's what I would say. like, if you back it up a little bit, there is this section about paying taxes and giving to Caesar what is Caesar's, what is God's, what is God's. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it really doesn't make sense to for Jesus to go on this spill on giving mm-hmm. in this section. And yeah. even those taxes, like you can make it, that's not even about money, that's mm-hmm. about authority. Right. So like, yeah. that's what it's like, even then. Um, yeah. So, if... Yeah. Something we're, to chew on. If we're going under this idea, mm-hmm. what's my takeaway in modern day? Because yeah. like my takeaway then we would need be, a takeaway. What I think that, so. This is I think. Oh, so glad you asked that question because, <laughs> because <laughs> I think, there's heavy eye contact going on right I, now. I, I, I love <laughs> looking to your soul. I think I. That's a great question. The so application what, is not William Strong. The so what mm. would be the so what is a great question here and. Uh, the application, I say, let me state what it is not. The application is not um, if you're a widow or if you have no money or if you have two coins, give them all away. Mm-hmm. Not in this text. I think the point is, I think it's a, I think it's an application, to, especially those in leadership, mm-hmm. um, to uh, not abuse your office for your own personal selfish gain. Mm-hmm. Do not use your position for your own selfish ambition and your own pursuits. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. must seek the will of God. And the will of God is to shepherd the flock of God among you, to love mm-hmm. people, to care for people, mm-hmm. and to seek um, to help them come to know Christ more faithfully, to be in line with God's will in his people and in, in, mm-hmm. in the things that he has set up. It abused that power. It is interesting that because Jesus knew all, Right? He knows what's going on with that money mm-hmm. after it gets taken out. Like, could it be, like, if, you, if, you're, if you're pointing us to Jesus actually being angry in this, mm-hmm. could he know where that money is going once it's cracked open and, and taken to the back and then Pharisees and pocketing money or using it in ways that God would not approve of? Absolutely. And then being angry about that. And so he, here she is giving her all. Yes. And then it's not being used for ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, you know. Amen. Hallelujah. And so boy, they is weren't that, taking care of the poor. Is that not relevant yeah. to today's society? I mean, you talk about um, people using funds for their own benefit. And I don't know, talking about preachers flying in jets. Oh, I, mean, damn, I, need, I was going to say I need my I need my jet. You don't need your yeah. jet, bro. You need to repent. And and not what the Bible says that's what you want to get in your jet. Don't exploit the people and then use Mm -hmm. it for your own financial gain. Mm -hmm. Um, Preachers and sneakers. Yeah, preachers and sneakers. Exactly. (laughs) Um, As as uh, it it was um, it was the old uh, revivalist. um, What's his name? I just lost his name. Oh my gosh! Wrote all the hymns. Um, You're losing me. Anyway, he was during the Second Great Awakening, but he said. Uh, make as much as you can, save as much as you can, and give as much as you can. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's good philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that if I was somebody listening right now, mm-hmm. um, 
I'm assuming people listening are not in church leadership. I think there's maybe a handful of people that are like, yeah, I'm pastor of church, and that would be yeah. you and some of the youth pastors at Austin Ridge back home. <laughs> uh, but the majority of people listening to this are either other college students or high school students or somewhere in between. In between. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my big takeaway from what you were saying is that um, be aware of what my church is teaching and be aware of how they're using funds. Yeah. If you're, we talked about this, the elders, not the elders, <laughs> I'm not an elder, oh, not the elders <laughs> meeting, at the, um, the family meeting. Thank you, the <laughs> meeting that we had on Sunday where the elders spoke, and that's why I got mixed up, um, about like mm-hmm. knowing where the funds go. Transparency. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a verse for you. Oh. Shoot. Can I read it to you? Yes. Because you just you nailed it on the head, I think. Because <laughs> some, sometimes, Ellie, I think when we have passages on leadership, we think, well, that doesn't apply to me, especially in the church. I think it absolutely applies. Even passages that talk about how the church should conduct itself in leadership and how elders should be and how they should preach. It's like, well, why does a congregant even know that? Because you need to know what you the God expects from your preacher. Mm-hmm. But here's a text for you. It says um, in 1 Timothy 5, uh, do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest, that is the rest of the elders, may stand in fear. Now that's helpful. There's an application for you. Mm-hmm. If you have leadership that is abusing their power, actually you are mandated by God as a member of that church to on the basis of two or three witnesses, go to them in love, rebuke them firmly, and if they don't, then mm-hmm. follow in with Matthew 18, the last step, take it in front of the church. Mm-hmm. That's an application. I think it's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and I think more than that, this is specifically to people listening, um, this, if you are evaluating your church, and I know when I grew up, we went to a church that um, was not always the best in theological teaching, didn't have the lights on, couldn't read your Bible in the room because it was too dark, like things like that. Elders like appointed themselves not with Bible teaches, um, and you decide that this is not a church where God's being glorified. And I need to go somewhere else. That does not. This is for people listening, not y'all. Um, <laughs> but that does not give you an excuse to not go to church. Mm. The Bible is clear. Community with believers is extremely important. You're in community. You've been brought into the blessings that God provides for you, and you've been brought to that as a family. If you decide, well, this church isn't working out for me, that's okay. But you can't stop there. You have to go somewhere new. Yep. You have to keep trying. And then to all the other freshmen on campus who have been going to 17 different churches since we started school, mm-hmm. you need to pick a church. You can't just jump around churches all semester long. I've talked to a lot of the sophomores who go to CSU, and they're like, yeah, my entire freshman year I couldn't pick a church. I just kept bubbling around. Stop bubbling around. Mm-hmm. If the word is taught well and the people are good, mm-hmm. you're in the right spot. Good Amen. word. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Man, that was amazing. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I won't even through one Bible course, too. Imagine once I've gone through all of them. That's really uh, – I could not have said that better. That yeah. was very well said. Yeah. And. A lot of people I, use excuses that I was burned by church, um, mm-hmm. church drama, uh, church uh, moral failure s- stories, things like that. But let God take care of that stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you it's the- not, and and don't let the bad examples ruin. Don't let the people ruin Jesus. Things. Yes. 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 Yeah, so I'm, I hear that all the time. I love Jesus. I just don't love the church. I say, look, bro, you cannot love Jesus and hate They're his bride. Separate. Yeah. You can't do that. You got to love the bride too, mm-hmm. and Jesus died for the bride. So and it's you better... messy sometimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, the way it works. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for, thank you for inviting us. us. Yes. Yeah. It's good. It's been really fun. Okay. Well, if you're listening, please go check out our Instagram at in the highs out in the lows. You'll get updates on new episodes, um, and also I post videos of me walking up to people in a pink hat and asking them questions that are kind of fun. 
Um, and then check out our TikTok, which is where I post the same thing, because um, I'm not that creative, um, but it's fine. And then check out our merch online. Did you guys know we have merch? Oh, wow. Yes. Um, then, I, awesome. then I'll have something to give. If you if you go buy merch, then I'll have some money to give to the church. So go, go buy merch. Help this poor widow give her mites. My two coins. No, but um, I did design it all myself, and I am really proud of it. So if somebody would like to check it out, because so far nobody has, it'd be great. Um, yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you.